Well, and you, you mentioned a little earlier that, you know, that the aftercare efforts, that they are improving, that more and more syndicates and, and farms and ownership routes are slowly starting to, to refine or improve or, or, you know, create their own aftercare programs. And just from what you've been seeing, do you have, you know, obviously there's always room for improvement. It's the largest room in the world. So do you have any ideas or anything you think that as an industry that maybe the horse racing folks could be, you know, changing or improving or maybe refining however you want to kind of take that? Yeah, you're, you're queen yeah. for a day. Yep. You're queen for a day. <laughs> yep. How do you fix uh, thoroughbred aftercare? Um, I think the biggest part is awareness that the breed is as versatile as it is. Fast. The <laughs> uh, yeah, the old. So when I worked, I worked the uh, thoroughbred sales for probably 18 years. I worked for Eaton Sales. Um, I was a showman and then ran cards for them for a long time. And that was during the era of all the steroid use. That was before um, all of that got banned. And, you know, I look at a horse like Cowboy and I've I've had yearling colts at the end of my shank as big and powerful as he is as an older horse and to see them finally kind of take that away and strip the horse back down to the horse people are starting to realize that the monster that that created you know 15 20 years ago is no longer that monster that these horses are kind and laid back so there's a and they're super smart and very versatile and I think a lot of it is re-educating the show horse world that the talent is still there yeah. and that the big monster, the scary monster in the corner really isn't going to show up. The fact that the horse might think a little faster than you means that you need to be a better human, not that the horse has something wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, that there's something inherently wrong with the horse. Right. That is not the case. Um, 99% of them are fabulous horses and the racing industry, I think is taking notice of that, but it, it we have to keep educating every horse person mm -hmm. because the, you have, you have to have a large number of people to absorb the horses that are retiring. Mm -hmm. But if I was for the racing industry to me is stop having the one more race mentality that the industry as a whole needs to be able to say, this guy is done today and not, Oh, let's do one more race. And then you have the breakdown and then you have the injury that we can't overcome. Yep. And you know, if you have a really high and pressurized racehorse that you hurt to the point where you can't give him a second career you've just doomed his the rest of his life yep. where you know if you just have an injury and they happen you mm -hmm. know cowboy had one bunker had a, a thing i mayhem had his i mean every they all have them but it but you all were smart enough to say we're gonna stop here and let them have a viable future and we're just gonna keep track of that instead of hoping that you get that one more race and somebody claims them before we started recording you all start we're talking about the prices at the sales right now how crazy they are mm -hmm. and 
we're finding that in the thoroughbred after market as well. When I adopted ACES and um, OSO from the Secretariat Center, you know, they were just a couple of thousand dollars each. I think one was 1500 and one was 25 or maybe three. I forget exactly, but that was all. If I go for that exact same horse right now, they're 5,000 at the Secretariat Center. Yeah. And some of the traders, and, and there's a lot of, and they're not traders. I, I say that loosely. They are typically people at the track that as they retire, there are, there are contacts like the lady, Sarah, that I got um, super strike from. Mm. She does that for the West Virginia track for a lot of trainers. And she works really hard to find them good homes and she's getting them off the track. And then it usually comes to someone like me that's going to transition them. And then we sell them into their actual new occupation. But, you know, she encourages the trainers when they realize that they're not running like they should, and there's really no physical reason for it. You know, the vets are, you guys are great across the board. I think the industry is good about the vets checking everything out. Mm -hmm. And when you can't find a reason that they're not running, maybe it's just that they don't, that's not what they want to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, really, you, you made a great point, Jessica, earlier, and I want to emphasize this with because because we we've we we've experienced it. Uh, you know, I think we've been on the on the the receiving end of it, and we've had trainers encourage us to be on the giving end of it. Let's not get one more race and dump this horse off on somebody else, you know, by shoving it down into a, into a, you know, a claiming price where we know somebody's going to take it. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have the, we've had that suggested to us often and that's not how we want to operate. You know, if, if, if you know, we want to find places as long as they're healthy and they're, and they're happy with their job running at the track, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we don't we don't want to just throw them in a claiming race and hope they're going to, that somebody's going to take them because they're not competing at the highest level. We want to find the level where they can compete and be successful and be happy with their jobs, yep. um, you know. And so, but yeah. but but it happens every day. Oh yeah, this horse isn't on the end of its career, or this horse is on the end of its usefulness, or this horse is about to get hurt. Let's yep. see if we can get it claimed and let somebody else deal with it. Yeah, let it be somebody yeah. else's problem, and that's the coward's yeah. way out, honestly. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, you know, I think I think the new highs regulations and the voided claims and all that are helping, uh, and I think that's partly why we're seeing so much. The claiming activity has just gone through the roof, mm-hmm. and horses are getting claimed that we never would have expected to get claimed before, uh, because people do feel like you know, they're, they're, they're protected from that a little bit. Yep. Uh, so, um, but man, it just, the, the, the thoughts and, and just the mere idea of let's pawn this horse off who, who we took responsibility for when we bought it, who we've asked so much out of, who we've, who we've tried to, you know, we've asked to do so much and work so hard for us. And now it's not working for us and we're going to cut it loose Man, that shit that that chaps my ass to no end. And, yeah, and, and, and people me that up a do wall. that, it, well, and, people, and it's just awful. And taking the time to explain that to your your partners that you know these are honorable creatures and we can do the right thing because to me is it not a lot more fun? I mean, 
if you're going to put them in a claiming race where you're not going to really get anything for them, when you really get right down to it, you're, you're not yeah. making any money on that end, but when you're just cutting them loose, isn't it a lot more fun to say, Hey, let's all go out in the middle of October and watch this horse compete at the makeover yeah. and then keep track of where he's showing and, you know, know that horses like mayhem are going to go be therapeutic horses and yeah you know and help uh, and and be able to continue you know to sh you know pay it forward to keep helping yeah. and and to give you know people that chance to ev have everyone experience a horse because some people can't if not because they you know for whatever reason they just can't or like most of my family interesting enough is terrified of horses like <laughs> i remember my cousin i won't you know I won't toss her name out there so she doesn't chew me out later, but she's a big super powered lawyer. Nobody, nobody, nothing scares this woman, but I'll tell you something, my old thoroughbred sneezed and she about came out of her skin. So <laughs> it's one of those, you know, it, it's definitely one of those, they have kind of like what I said earlier, they have so much to give. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that at least, you know, for, for ours, we can only con control what's in our little sphere of influence but i'm happy to hear that so many of our horses are going on and doing so many amazing things i want to i want to i want to clarify something real quick because I, I know i i got a little heated there and i probably said some you know i don't i didn't say anything that i regret but i, I you know we do lose horses to claims yeah. but it's not because we're trying to get rid of them it's not because we're trying to pawn them off on somebody else it's because we've tried to spot them in the right place yeah, uh, right. so anybody that's listening yeah. and, and saying well we just had that you know this horse or that horse get claimed from us well, yes, that happens. And I believe me, I hate every time we lose a horse to a claim, yeah. but it's not because we're trying to unload it. It's because we're trying to find the spot yeah. where it can be most competitive. And, um, you know, but, as you, you guys heard me say have... on here before, I, I, I hate the claiming game and I wish yeah. we had a, a class system like they do yeah. in, in, in Great Britain. Like, okay, enough of my host, enough yeah. of my claiming. Well, and that is, <laughs> and I'm glad you brought that up because I don't, I didn't always understand what claiming races were. And like you said, it's a class system as far as it's just like the show last Sunday being a fun show with walk trot classes versus the A circuit. Yeah. that you're up against hundred thousand dollar horses yeah right you know there is there you all don't have the luxury well i guess technically you do but they're not at the better tracks or they're not the better places to be racing and you know if you keep your class if you want to keep your horses in a classier situation then you do the system the way it is you didn't make the system you just have to live yeah. in it i guess that's the right way well i mean it. it's no, it's fair. it's it's fair and it's you know and sometimes we talked about it on a previous episode myself and, and jared sometimes you have to weigh the the balances of do we keep throwing in this poor horse over his head and and keep trying with this one more race mentality or, or do we try and find it a place where it can be competitive and it can you know and it doesn't feel like it's constantly tossed into a situation it can't win in and you know and it's hard and sometimes it's it's hard to have to to make those calls and sometimes it's equally as hard to to just say all right he, this is this isn't what he thought they want to do the light bulb just if it hasn't come on it's not gonna come on but it it's one of those tough decisions that has to be made and at the end of the day it, i it, you know and i i don't know i can't speak for everybody but in my opinion i would rather make that call perhaps what could be considered too early than what you mentioned earlier, Jessica, and, and do it too late and have a horse that's injured yeah. and doesn't have and a I, very big future. You know, 
I have probably said way too much and I've shown my hand and anybody that's listening to this now is going to say, oh, well, the horse is going to be, they're not trying to get rid of it. So uh, it's healthy. So let's take it. So I probably <laughs> really screwed myself here, but no, I, we can, we can cut it out in post-production <laughs> if you really want me to. <laughs> well, I just, I am, you know, when you asked me that question, it is a two-sided, you have to have the education part. I, I really, really, really appreciate the retired racehorse project and the make the thoroughbred makeover system for one, because all it keeps doing is shedding a light on how versatile and how smart and how talented these horses are. And then you have, you're getting your, your people educated. Mm -hmm. You're getting those of us that maybe would have shied away from thoroughbreds because of the old history with thoroughbreds that were not treated the way they are now, you know, pre-steroid versus the post-steroid use. Those are a little bit different animals. Mm -hmm. um, so once you educate them, then the market is there. People are wanting those horses. It's easier to find them those homes. And at that point, you know, you guys are slowly, and unfortunately, this is a slow process because yeah. we can't just, you know, wiggle our nose or snap our fingers. Click our but heels. But I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing people um, sell them off the track better than you would have gotten at the claiming race had had they been claimed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a couple of horses that were at the St. Louis at the Collinsville track that they were posting they were they wanted seventy five hundred dollars for them and they raced yesterday kind of things mm -hmm. um and i'm like you all have claiming races that they're less than that so you have the flip side that is the market is our market gets better they're actually gonna be worth as much if not more than the claiming race would have yielded you all yeah um, yeah, and I hope know. that becomes the future that yeah. in the next, you know, five years or so that this aftercare market, people are really after that. They're realizing if you all retire them at the right point, these are awesome animals yeah. and they're worth this to us and to you all to, to do that. Um, I think it becomes a much better system yeah. than where we've been in the past that you wear them out and mm -hmm. they throw away and, and my vet uh years ago when i was first doing thoroughbreds he he told me that um basically you are picking the least rotten apple out of a barrel of rotten apples is how you looked at thoroughbred racehorses oh well that's lovely yeah but when you were picking an a, a horse after it was done running yeah that that was that was the task as you were taking you were having to find the least uh, the least damaged and it's like i could see that then i'm yeah. not seeing that now which is means that the market itself is already improving which is wonderful as long as everybody keeps pushing for the the right thing for the horse i think it'll just keep getting better you're right. It's, it's important definitely to, to educate. Cause you know, sometimes I'll even come across it in, in conversations or I'll, you know, creep social media occasionally when I'm not scared to open the comment <laughs> sections, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll surf through, through social. And it's amazing how many people, you know, uh, not, and it's no, it's no particular, um, you know, specific, you know, eventing Western is like, it's no specific community per se, 
But it, it, a lot of people, unfortunately, still have the mentality of, oh, well, oh, it's probably crazy. Oh, it's probably never seen grass in, in six years. Oh, it's, you know, it probably got broke at some crazy place. And it's not true. But it's like, if you, if we don't have a good, you know, education outreach effort, you know, it, it can't be up to, to an individual, you know, because it, it's a lot easier to, to, you know, shout into a crowd of people if you have several people also shouting with you than it is to just mm -hmm. shout by yourself. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of the analogy I was told a long time ago is it's easier that way when there's a crowd of people shouting the information than just one person. And, yep. you know, and, and you're right without education, it's, it's hard to, to explain to people that things have changed and that the industry has improved so much. And you know, even, even in the last five, 10 years, it's, it's changed a lot. Like, I feel like a lot of maybe sometimes the, the old timers with, with, you know, the eventing or the, the hunter hacks and the, the flat classes and stuff like, I feel like a lot of these folks probably wouldn't recognize the thoroughbred industry if they mm -hmm. really took a look at how it looks like now. No, and you're you you are so right in that. I, I think that things are just they just keep getting better, and, and the versatility I cannot say that enough uh, with these guys because I have one that I uh, I have a Cantharos gelding. Mm -hmm. um, he he'll work cattle by himself. Like I pin oh. cattle with him. I have video nice. footage of him tacked up. And I had to loop the reins around the horn of the saddle to put a calf down the chute. And the girls started hollering at me. He was circling the pin and bringing calves in the pin behind <laughs> me by himself. And wow. it's like, yeah, that's, th that is, that's, that's shout, horse. shout out to the farm standing Cantharos. We are looking for sponsors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was so funny and he looks like a little quarter horse i mean i take him and i have a um first samurai gelding um now for, sammy won he was the team top team ranch horse and top team competitive trail last year at the makeover and nice. every time i take him out they tell me he looks and he does he looks like a quarter horse he he, he is a He's a quarter horse in disguise. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you all know that this year, the Retired Racehorse Project added a new division to the makeover, and it is the Broodman yes. Division. Yes, I wrote up that news bit. <laughs> so I was so excited. I'm not a mare person, mm -hmm. um, but I was so excited that they did that because there starts the new education of oh she's not producing a runner or oh she has produced produced two babies that their right front leg is put on backwards um <laughs> yep. she does not need to be a broodmare for the racehorse yeah. industry and now she can go do this or and she's have second coming of the devil and is teaching that to the babies <laughs> right yeah whatever the hole is and she needs to go back to work and have a job and now she has a third occupation and to me that is absolutely phenomenal mm -hmm. um, that now that Jessica, is the case. Do, do they have to have had a baby at some point before they can qualify for that? Or if no. you, you know, if you, if we, okay. If you breed one and she aborts, um, all okay. she has to have is a jockey club cover. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A cover. Um, so okay. yeah. So if a breeding record. Yeah. And, and again, they said how many mares are not breeding sound for whatever reason, 
And what, what life do they actually have left? Well, they have a bunch. If they were, if they were retired to being a broodmare, they've had a year to two years off of the track. Chances are any changes are solidified and, you know, they could at least at the very least be a trail horse. Um, if not something nicer and, but because they don't breed, people just throw them out. Well, now again, a whole new group is opening up to taking these brood mares or and make giving them a third a third chance at life. Yeah, I, um, I was just trying to think about you know like maybe you've got a, a filly or a mare that has not worked out on the track and and maybe they don't have the breeding to even warrant you know uh, trying them in the shed one time. You know, um, well then she's a makeover. Yeah, she'll that, be that a makeover. Would, that makeover would be an automatic okay. makeover. The broodmare division is specifically meant retired. for. Yeah the mares that they really tried to breed yeah. for whatever reason they don't take um okay well you know they i have they seen abort. some wild situations like i have seen just from from you know do, working and, and doing write outs and stuff i have seen mares where she's missed six or seven years in a row and they and, and this isn't shade at anybody this isn't me you know trying to to be negative about anybody but like she's missed for, for a good yeah. chunk of time at, in a row and then maybe she has one or two or maybe something happens or, you know, and, and you know, sometimes when I when I see that, I just think, you know, man, maybe, you know, even this second career maybe wasn't for her and maybe she needs a third and she needs to yeah. do something else. Yeah, and, all, and these guys don't forget um, if they were broke properly, which most of them were started very properly, they can lay off for a year to two years of being ridden and, and pull them in and a little bit of groundwork and you're back in the middle of them. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they don't forget that if they were started right the first time they come back. So thinking, Oh, she's been a broodmare for five years. She won't even remember being broke, but she raced for four or five. Oh heck yeah. She's broke. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you just gave her a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> She'll come back. As as she's she might not be happy about it, but she will. <laughs> it, yeah, losing the baby bod might be a little tough, but um, you know, usually they come. They're finding some outstanding um, performance horses are coming right out of the fields now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm well, I'm tickled with the aftercare Jessica I'm sorry I cut you off I thought you were done no 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 I just I'm tickled with the with the retired racehorse project with them really really pushing for not just good aftercare but across the board for the entire industry Mm -hmm. not just for what's recently retired yeah well then go ahead go ahead no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, since everybody's cutting Jared off today, I was just going to move to the submitted questions. Do you have something? Well, that's that's what I was going to do. I, I was going to say, you know, we've done it again. We've gone yeah. way over. Great what we talked about. So, you know, I, I but I've been I've been enthralled by the entire conversation. I think we've had some really good information here. I think some of the questions that were submitted, um, we've kind of gotten into mm-hmm. them a little bit. You know, in terms of you know which horses are going to go on to do specific things in post post racing mm-hmm. career and things of that nature impression of uh, our runners all that good stuff yeah i would you know i guess do you the one question or part of one question is um is any horse welcome in your program or are there or are are there horses that you would be like you know what we can't work with this um because i'm working with novices i'm really careful about 
the good brain. And I, Cowboy has surprised me. He's been a really pleasant surprise. And, but I talked to a lot of people about his genetics before I agreed to take him. And they said that they are smart thinking horses and that once he figured out what I was expecting, he would do that. You know, he would be happy with that. There are probably some genetic lines that when I do a little research, they're too athletic. Um, they're too forward thinking for the novice rider, intermediate rider um, that are beginner trainers. Um, you don't want some any of them just what I hear you saying. <laughs> yes, some of them just need to go be professional, professionally trained right off yeah, the bat, right from the kind go. of horses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's fine. Um, so you know, when people ask me, I said, you know, last year they wanted to do ranch horses. I had two girls, two or three girls that wanted to do ranch horses, and they said, "So what are you looking for?" I said, "Short." sane slow and sound <laughs> um that is that i needed the little horses i needed the 15 two and under horses which the are usually not <laughs> yep that, that are not usually looked at everybody wants the big huge athlete yep um which is wonderful if you have the talent in the yeah. barn to ride it as, yeah. a, as a person yep um and so for me i am always these they have to be thinking horses the fact that they were legit race horses is perfect i mean th that doesn't mean you know bunker never saw the saw a race but he had published works that it, to me he's ideal for my situation because he never had the upness of the what the races do to the guys but if they've raced you know they have their own sensibilities that we have it, but they'll also have some other quirks we have to overcome. Yeah. You know, things like not being so nice to the other horses that are working in the <laughs> ring with you as they trot by you. Yeah. Um, Cowboy and I've had to have a few little discussions that they, they're all friends. <laughs> he doesn't have to be competitive anymore. So for Asbury, that is what we look, that is what I look for, for my students. I do know people that when you get the really, really good athlete, I know where to tell you to send them <laughs> because I, because I know that's where my limitation is. Um, I'm, I'm 52 and I no longer climb on the athletes, it, the big athletes anymore that aren't thinking. Um, I just don't have it in me if I, for something to be a little bit hotter than I can handle. So so now what about, um, do you, what kind of differences do you see? And this is probably horse to horse, but this is a submitted question. You know, is there a different regimen for you uh, if you have a horse that has come straight off the track versus one that's been let down um, you know, at the farm for a number of months before they come to you? It, there's a huge difference. Um, usually the one that has already been turned out for several months um, comes in and he goes right to work. I try to put the horse that's fresh off the track right to work, but I usually have to do a, a it takes a few weeks to assess, are they coming down or am I just maintaining their racing fit and they're now they're frustrated because we're not running. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm constantly asking for the slow and the easy and the, the quiet, um, 
And if I see some frustration building in that horse, then I just turn them out for a couple of months. I like getting the guys usually right after the makeover. So November, December, because the winter kind of causes that. Um, you can't ride every day. You can't round pin every day. You know, I don't have, I know Asbury has an indoor facility, but they're at my house and I don't. So if the weather's really yucky, then they just get to be a horse. If the weather's pretty, like if I bring something in in March um, or April, then it's just a kind of a, a, a song and dance, if you want to call it that, as they're transitioning I figure out, are you needing more time out or are you needing less time out? Are you, are you getting bored or, or frustrated because you're out so much and you think you should be doing something? Um, some of these horses really thrive having a job and they kind of lose their mind if they just get turned out and left out for without doing something and others need those few months down. So I, I work really hard to take the winner and figure out what the horse needs um, before cramming it in a box. Gotcha. We, we let them tell us. It's just like the occupation. We pick dressage and, and obstacles, but they're going to tell us really quick if, if it's Western or if it's, if it's English dressage, if you, mm -hmm. if they think they want to jump, if they're, you know, there's other things that, you know, if, if they a like being cart. out on the trails <laughs> yeah, or if they want to be a golf cart, but you know, if they want to be out on the trails or if they want to be in the ring, if they, um, I've had them anxious in the ring and as soon, and you think, oh gosh, I'm taking this out in a 20 acre field. This is going to be fun. What? And, and you're walking around on the buckle out in the field. Some, it has been, they, they are so unique, but I let them tell me what the job needs to be. Um, so that, I hope okay. that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that, I, I think between, you know, your answers just now, and then everything else that we've talked about, you know, we've kind of gotten into the impression of, of our runners as you've gotten them over the years. And then, then the jobs that, uh, uh, you know, you think that they might be especially mm -hmm. good at, and you know, that they're, they're, as you mentioned, you know, they're, they're versatile and, uh, a lot of them can do a lot of different things and some of them are going to be better at some yeah. things than others. So yeah, uh, that's just going to be a horse by horse uh, basis. Yeah. So confirmation mm -hmm. plays a lot in that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I've found genetics um, like the joke in our barn is I'll buy any first samurai gelding. Um, <laughs> the Phillies run, the geldings are typically slow. So you all don't want the geldings, um, <laughs> necessarily. Uh, and I, I know there's good first samurai geldings that have run, don't get me wrong, but I hear when you just look at them specifically, the Phillies are normally, um, statistically better runners than the geldings are, but our first samurai, his second ride post track was at a facility he'd never been to. I was bareback riding him one-handed nice. and yeah, <laughs> that was like, I mean, it was just crazy how quiet he was. So, you know, there, there is, there is some truth in the genetic thing. I think yeah. you brought up empire maker, you know, they're, they're athletes, always yeah. athletes. Well, and, and one um, of their nicknames is king of sport for a reason. Cause like being athletic right. is all they've been bred to do in all honesty. And yeah, and the brain is all I ask for. I mean, you can have the <laughs> athleticism if they're a thinking horse. I mean, that's yeah. cowboy. So. Yeah. Well, and I believe that's one of our requirements too, to some extent when we buy horses. So, 
like please think <laughs> yep. absolutely it's it's very yeah we very can't wrap you in so. bubble wrap every day it gets expensive <laughs> well I, I i will say this jessica first of all again thank you so much for your time yes, this has been fantastic so I've, I've been just I've, I've learned so much more than i already knew about what you guys are doing and what's what's available for for our, our guys when they retire and you know, I want to thank you and all of your students and everybody for doing such a great job with our horses and taking such good care of them, uh, care of them uh, for us once we send them over your way. And we love seeing what you guys are doing with them and the success that they've oh, had. Thank you. And, you know, I, I, we've probably got one. Uh, bless his heart. He, he did win the other day, but he's getting <laughs> up there. Uh, yep. he's got 54 races under his belt now and uh, is that high powered yeah high powered but he's, uh, you he's talked still... to me about him last year did you and it was um you said i think he might retire here in the next few months i'll let you i'll keep you posted and i saw on your thread that he won a race i was like well he's not coming anytime soon. he's won three i think he's won three times since, <laughs> he, know, uh, since he knows how to make us look like liars he keeps doing it for the fun of it so, you know, he, he'll keep going uh, for as long as he's happy and competitive and healthy and, and, and loving what he does. Uh, but, uh, you know, at, at some point we know he's going to be uh, headed your way. So make sure okay. we, make sure we leave a spot for him because he's okay. Yeah. He's a special well, and he, horses, close to my I, heart. I, I've had uh, I haven't had a true war horse and that is the over 50 starts. Yep. But I've heard a lot of people say they love them because they are genuinely not afraid of anything. Nope. They just get up every that. day and go to work. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just get just goes out and does his job. Now I, Susan yep. Susan Anderson may fight you for him. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can't we'll, yep. we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's okay. That that's okay. Closer. As long as they go to a good home, uh <laughs> well, somebody that's gonna give them a good yeah. shot, I'm I'm fine. And you all know that. I'm I'm <laughs> I was tickled to get Bunker. I loved him as a yearling, and he is—he's oh, right. just been—he's been a lot of fun. So great, great. That's that's good. Good to hear that. And uh, and we we look forward to continue working with you. I know things are changing a little bit, uh, but uh, uh, so it's not going to look quite like it does now. But I think uh, you know I'm, I'm certainly I certainly know they're they're all be in good hands and great hands with you yep. and, and, yep. and your students. So um, well, thank you. Uh, you just thank thank you so much for all that you do and. Uh, and uh, Patty, take us out. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just to kind of go along with our outro here, we, uh, we're we not going to spoil the surprise, but we do have a, a project and a YouTube project that myself and Jessica have been kind of coordinating that we're hopefully going to get started on soon. So but once again, we'd like to, to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Our listener count is rising on all of our platforms. So you guys have been busy. And we love seeing it and we appreciate all your support. So make sure that you subscribe to our Spotify. I know you can leave us some commentary over there. So make sure you do. If you have any questions or if you really liked an episode, let us know. Um, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. And kind of like I mentioned earlier, we're going to have a bunch of new features, new projects coming on our YouTube channel in the coming weeks. So make sure that you are subscribed and following us over there. Because you definitely don't want to miss those. They're going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to really enjoy these. Um, please, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, yes. especially. And you know, as we've said before, you know, we don't. This is not just for people that are on the Pocket Aces Racing team. This is for our fans and fans of racing in general. Yep. And uh, we we want to spread the word. So absolutely, absolutely. So 
thank you everybody for tuning in on another just big honker of an episode. I have a feeling we have another two-parter on our hands, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, thank you everybody. Have a good day. Have a good Wednesday. Make good choices. And as always, the podcast is out. <laughs>